Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons, hanging out with you here this morning. You can watch us on ESPN2, ESPNU, and of course you're listening to us on ESPN Radio, which is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him on social, at Ian Fitz ESPN. <clears throat> Let me try that again. At Ian Fitz ESPN. There you we go. Right, right the ESPN. Amber Wilson ESPN. Uh, at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. When you know, when you were growing up, did you ever, like, I don't know if this was always your dream, Ian, but this was always my dream was one day to end up here on ESPN. Now I ain't a reporter, so I've never actually had to do that. But I used to always practice in the mirror when I was a kid, like, Amber Wilson ESPN. Did you really? Of course. I've never had to utilize it. Yeah, 1979. I always wanted to, yeah, that's when I decided I wanted to do this because my dad laughed at me when I'm watching Keith Jackson on the TV, Alabama, Penn State. You know, 1979 Sugar Bowl. My mom went to Penn State, so all the moms are on this side of the room supporting her. All the dads are SEC guys, so they're pulling for Big Bad Bama. And I'm watching Keith Jackson. He comes on the TV, and everyone just shuts up when Keith Mm -hmm. comes on. I mean, that's that's the voice from on high. is, is Is that a good job, Mom? The best? That's what I want to do. My dad laughed at me. My mom threw a beer ball at him. The next thing you know, the rest is history, and here I am. Here you are. Joke's on dad. We done. made it. That's it. <laughs> also making it, some of these quarterbacks in the National Football League. But as we get ready for preseason games this week, what should our expectations be for some of these guys who just got drafted? So let's talk about the biggest names first. Bryce Young, you've certainly watched these guys very closely that are coming into the league. Bryce Young, number one overall, a lot's made out of his size. He looks pretty good, though, in training camp. It's training camp. We're showing video right now if you're watching on ESPN, too. I mean, he's in shorts and a shirt, right? (laughs) But he looks good throwing the football. We knew he looked good throwing the football, though. What can we actually expect from him this season? I covered Bryce a lot the last two years uh, in, in Alabama, at Alabama, uh, calling games for ESPN Radio with Mark Kestesher and Kelly Stoffer, and I never saw him get hit hard once, Amber, not once. Mm-hmm. Now, I had him against Arkansas when his, his former teammate, Drew Sanders, linebacker from Arkansas, ran him down on the right boundary and shoestring tackled him. His right arm kind of went out like a chicken wing, and that's when he hurt his AC joint, and Jalen Milrow had to come in and play, the backup quarterback there at Alabama, who's now in a quarterback battle. Uh, but... Yeah, again, all, all the games I saw him, including against George in the national championship game two years ago, I never saw him get hit hard one time. He has this innate ability, like a sixth sense, in a, in a, a, like a, a clock that goes off in his central nervous system when a guy's bearing down on him. And don't just trust me from watching him in person on the sidelines, you know, eight, nine times over the last couple of years. I was talking to B.J. Ojolari before the draft, second-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals out of LSU, uh, number 18. And when you wear 18 at LSU, that's special. That, that, that's, that's royalty. And B.J. told me when I had him against uh, Alabama last year when, they, when uh, LSU beat him in overtime, B.J. Ojolari had him dead to rights, not once but twice, on the same play. And Bryce Young somehow, the first time it was from the blind side, 
How Bryce saw him, I felt him, I have absolutely no idea. He steps up in the pocket, shifts to his right, comes back, uh, shifts to his left, comes back to his right. Ojolari has him again, misses him, and he throws a touchdown bomb up the right boundary for six. I asked BJ, is size a concern if you are a Carolina Panthers fan? He goes, man, I don't care if he's 4'7 or 6'7. You never get a big hit on the guy. And that's a dude who played against him for two years. So take his word for it over mine. I'm not concerned about the size at all with Bryce Young. He is a film junkie. He will study everything. And there is zero doubt in my mind he is going to be remarkably successful for the Carolina Panthers. And that Panthers defense will also help him out. They'll get some turnovers for him in plus territory. I have zero concern about Bryce Young, his size, and his ability to play at this level. 4-7, it'd be hard to see over that line. Right, yeah. Good <laughs> Exaggeration like for four a fact. 4-7 might Lowry, matter. 4-7 right? uh, <laughs> matter a little bit. Probably would not have been drafted. Certainly not, <laughs> not at number one. It'd be part of the uh, lollipop guild, not an NFL right. team. That would have been difficult. Uh, it's still difficult at his size. My problem with Bryce Young, and everybody says how phenomenal he is, and, and maybe, like you just said, with evading the pressure and certainly the rules favor protecting the quarterback, and maybe it won't be any sort of problem there during his NFL career. That's really the only question that people tend to have about Bryce Young is the size. I do think it's a legitimate question, though, because when was the last time an undersized quarterback was awesome? I mean, Russell Wilson's normally normally the quarterback that we point to, and this is a rough year to do that. <laughs> Coming off of last season, that's normally the example that you use. These undersized guys don't typically pan out very well, and I'm saying that as a Dolphins fan, and yeah, Tua certainly fits that bill. And so I, I, I have my concerns just from that because I just don't have many that I can point to around the NFL and in this modern era in particular here, Ian, where it's worked out and it's looked awesome. Well, Russell, when he first got drafted, right, was remarkable, obviously. Super Bowl, you know, went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. But he's, a, he's more stout than Bryce Young is. Kyler Murray also is more stout, but he's not as tall. And before Kyler Murray got that big contract, when he was still fully invested, you know, in, in being a, a teammate, he was sensational, helping Arizona get to the playoffs. And then he had one of the worst playoff performances we've seen in recent history and just getting absolutely beaten down and chicken kicked. Uh, but then he signs a big contract, and like the punter's watching more film than he is at home. So hopefully with this new regime and Jonathan Gannon over there at Arizona now, that Bryce Young will be more invested like he was early in his career compared to, to after he signed that big contract. But, you know, but before that, he did lead Arizona to the playoffs. So, I, I'm, again, size is not a concern for me at all. Uh, the, the O-line will be better there in Carolina. That defense, as I mentioned, will help him out. Uh, but when it comes to, to his stature, I, I mean, I, I trust guys like B.J. Ojolari, who chased him down for two years and couldn't hit him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with those guys over anybody else. All right, let's talk about the number two overall pick in C.J. Stroud. He's going to a team that probably going to be quite a bit worse than Bryce Young is going to, which is interesting when you consider that he was drafted after Bryce Young. No size concerns here, but what should the expectations be for C.J. Stroud? I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. You know, when, you, when you're asking him to talk about himself and his life and his game, he's very quiet. When, we, when he sat down with us after he was drafted at the NFL draft, Mike Tannenbaum asked him about Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, and is there a concern because the Seahawks had just taken him uh, and, you know, with, with, with hamstring. And C.J. Stroud went off. 
and I do mean went off. I mean, he will back up his guys, and that's what you want in a leader. And a lot of people point to the competition at Ohio State last year, and you know uh, what you know had to have you know a, a big game against Maryland and whatnot. Well, he also had big games against oh Georgia, right <laughs> in the college football playoff. He lit that Georgia defense up. I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. I think he's going to be absolutely sensational. Give him a couple of years because it is with the Texans. They have to get some talent around him. Yeah, and I like what they did going defense also with Will Anderson, who to me arguably was the best player available in the entire draft last year. The C.J. Stroud is just a leader of men. Having called a bunch of his games also, Amber, guys gravitate to him. I mean, and that's what you want to see in a quarterback. A lot like players do with Bryce Young. Ohio State guys did the same thing with C.J. Stroud, and it's natural. He's not a big vocal guy. He's a more lead-by-example guy. Now, I think he's going to be absolutely outstanding for the Houston Texans. It may not be this year, but he will be once they get some talent around him. Right. I don't expect that Texans team to be absolutely outstanding this year. I think that they're going to be focused on the draft once again. This is a rebuilding effort down there in Houston. And because of that, Demeek Orions has his time, right? He has a long contract there for a reason. He has time to go ahead and build around C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud just has to show us that he's the future there, not Davis Mills in in a Texans uniform. And, And Davis Mills... There was hype coming into last season where the Texans felt like, well, maybe this could be the future. Maybe this could be the guy. And it feels a bit more like we saw his ceiling there with Davis Mills. In training camp that first week, it was a very uh, apparently close quarterback battle between C.J. Stroud and Davis Mills. I see no reason, though, not to give C.J. Stroud the opportunity to start right Right. out of the gate. right? And and apparently in week two, it has looked more more like they are leaning towards giving C.J. Stroud the job. I think they should. And Davis Mills a solid backup there, obviously, for the Texans, who knows that system quite well. Let's move on to the Colts. We're just going straight down the draft. Anthony Richardson, we think anyways, at the helm for the Colts, another quarterback battle here. But what should your expectations be for AR? I think he should sit to start the season. You know, we talk about C.J. Stroud. He's got a lot of reps, a lot of games, a lot of football experience underneath his belt. Bryce Young, same thing. Anthony Richardson does not. It's a small sample size. And you look, you're you're a proud Gator. You watched all of his games. Mm-hmm. You know, look, when I saw him against Utah last year, not in person, just going back and watching the tape, I'm like, oh my God, Magnum, this guy can uh, sling Heisman. We were winning the Heisman after that game. I had him the following week against Kentucky. Uh. Couldn't have played any worse. <laughs> Didn't belong on a high school field. Our Heisman run was uh, very <laughs> short lived. It was over. Done. It was over right. within seven days. It was. It really and was. Here's, that's the an amazing thing is that his top 15 plays are Canton esque. Mm-hmm. His worst 15 plays in, in his small sample size of playing at Florida in the SEC, you're like, this guy doesn't belong starting in a high school game. But the, it, the character is there. He is a leader. He does have the talent. But I think he's got to sit at first. And then, may, look, maybe week five, week six, you throw him in there. But to start the season, Mike T said this, Mike Tannenbaum, and I agree with him on when it comes to Anthony Richardson. Because of a lack of experience coming in, I think he needs, uh, as far as, he needs as much time to continue to develop, to get ready for what he's going to see at this level. It's amazing what happens when they actually have film on you, right? Like after that Utah game. <laughs> Because Utah was so not ready for what it Anthony Richardson could nasty. do. And then everybody else all season long I wanted to find ready. his parents and apologize. I really did. Oh, I, mean, I felt goodness. so badly for him. 
Uh, yeah. Well, you know, the incredible promise that he shows, the wild, raw talent that Anthony Richardson shows, it's all there. And it's why the Colts yep. drafted him. And also, it is a unique skill set that fits very perfectly into that system. And they're going to have to rely on his legs quite a bit in that system. I could see him having quite a, bis- a bit of success there in Indianapolis. I actually think he is going to end up the starter towards the second half of the season and end up impressing people because, again, of that wild talent now does that mean that it pans out over the long run that Anthony Richardson experience for me as a Gators fan had high 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 lows or high 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 highs but also high you know whatever low 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 lows and the reality is that might be what it looks like in the NFL for quite some time as well Gardner Minshew you're talking about a guy there who has a lot of experience under his belt does it make more sense to allow Anthony Richardson to learn right now the last couple days though in training camp he's been getting all the first team reps so we'll see. I, I could see that going either way. I, I yeah. honestly could see an argument being made either way. You can't go Anthony right against Richardson. what I just said. Everything I just said, you, you can make the case going, you know what, since he doesn't have the experience, right. get him the experience him. and yeah. throw him right in there. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up next here on ESPN2 and ESPN Radio, should we be concerned about the chemistry issues between Aaron Rodgers and some of his wide receivers? ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. Getting comfortable with a new quarterback, even if it's one of the greatest of his generation. It doesn't happen overnight. This is ESPN Radio coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. And at the Seaport is our friend Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. And Kmart, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start with what Nicole Hardman 
said out loud that has everyone all in a tizzy here because he commented on his chemistry with his new quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. He said, it's not all the way there yet. It's tricky. How much of a concern actually is this at this point in training camp? I get, I don't know. I honestly don't understand what the big deal is. Um, at this point in training camp, defenses are always ahead of the offense. I think it would be foolish to assume that a, a new quarterback, a new offensive coordinator, new offensive pieces would come in and it would be seamless by August, what are we, August 7th? Like, I, I'm just, I, I understand it. Like, and I, I think based on the fact that we saw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last year start off um, and they had chemistry issues, um, Rodgers was not there in, in OTAs in the preseason, it, you know, in, in minicamp and all that last year. He has been that. He has been here with the Jets. Uh, I think that in itself is a great sign. I think that in itself is a sign that Aaron Rodgers understands that it's not just going to be week one. This will be a completely well-oiled machine. I'm very high on the Jets, honestly. Um, I think they could have the top defense in the league this year. I, I just don't – it's it's August, guys. It's training camp. Like, this is what – we're seeing quarterbacks across the NFL throwing interceptions left and right – at training camp practices, that doesn't mean they're all terrible. It means it's it's camp. That's when you're supposed to make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, you rather for. them now right? than like Jimmy, later. <laughs> Jimmy G threw like seven picks in a practice. Well, if he's trying to see if he can fit a ball into a he's, small window, that's where I want him throwing seven INTs. Exactly. So exactly. staying where they are, you, you know that organization as well as anybody. For lack of a better term, what has been the biggest surprise to you when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, his new teammates, and life in New York? You know what's weird? I love Aaron Rodgers. I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. I don't know what we've seen all these years is the real one or this guy. But it's almost like the Tom Brady factor. Like, he just seems at ease. He just seems – I love the relationship that um, he has with the young guys, Sauce. I think these guys are in awe of him still. Um, Like, whoa, that's Aaron Rodgers? Like, I just picked off Aaron Rodgers? Or, like, that's Aaron throwing me the ball? There's that sort of reverence. But he also needs them. I think these guys make him feel young. Let's be honest. This guy's going to be 40 in in the regular season. Um, And I think based on where he is in his career, I don't think he would have opted to play again if he didn't believe in in this franchise and what they could do together. But I just – it's Aaron's organization. Make no mistake about it. From how he came in 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 OTAs to how he handled the Nathaniel Hackett um, comments made by Sean Payton – Aaron Rodgers made it clear, this is this is my team. These are my brothers. These are my teammates. This is my new family. And I wasn't sure if he would do that, and he has. So I think he deserves credit for that. He certainly deserves credit for that. And even what Nicole Hardman said, it ended up sounding like a compliment to Aaron Rodgers where he said, he'll throw it when you don't think he's going to throw it. He'll no-look you real quick, right? And it's those no-look pass. You just have to get used to that. That's just building chemistry. This is the time to do it. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Ian Fitzsimmons and Amber Wilson here on ESPN Radio. So obviously preseason games coming up, Kimberly. Mm -hmm. How much are we going to see Aaron Rodgers? What are the Jets' plans in terms of snaps? So I was in Canton for the Hall of Fame game last week, and I talked to Coach Sala before the game um, about that. And he said, you know, that last preseason game against the Giants, that would be the time that they're looking at. But Aaron has also said they have joined practices, I believe, against the Panthers and the Bucks. So they'll also use that as sort of their preseason tune-up as well. The unfortunate thing for fans is you won't, you might get a taste of Aaron Rodgers in the preseason, but it'll be a very small 
sample size. It'll be a small appetizer, small bit of tapas. It's not going to be a main entree. So you just got to wait till week one. Um, but, you know, I, Aaron Rodgers couldn't even remember the last time he was in the preseason. He saw preseason action. In case the listeners don't remember, it was 2018. Um, and Aaron actually was asked that by his teammates, and he was like, I don't know. i got to think about that. Go back in the vault. So it's been a long time since we've seen Aaron Rodgers. There's a chance we might see him later this month against the Giants. Came out. What's your level of concern with Joe Burrow and that calf injury? You know, Ian, I was not I, – I was relieved when you saw the video – and then you heard calf strain. You're relieved off the bat because when you watch the video of him going down, you think, okay, there go their Super Bowl hopes. But then when Jamar Chase said, you know, I told, I told him, yeah, you know, if you, we don't even see you till week five if you, need, if you need time, like sit. And I was like, week five? How do we get all the way there? So the, the Bengals have not said – there are varying degrees. There's like three different degrees of, of a strain, right? So the Bengals haven't said exactly what degree it is. Um, I, I am not – concerned I don't like it if we don't see Joe Burrow um, until you know the fifth week of the season but this is a team last year you know I believe they started like three and two or three and three um, start the year and then we saw how far they got so um, it's just not what you want to see but if there's any quarterback that you put faith in that he'll bounce back and this team will be be clicking on all cylinders it's Joe Burrow. ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly A. Martin joining us live from the Seaport Studios. So, Kimberly, how are the Packers? Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> former team. How are the Packers approaching this season right now with Jordan Love? Well, I think they're still trying to figure it out, honestly, because here's the reality. This moment, the handing of the baton to Jordan Love, is what the last two years of chaos have been about. It's why they moved, you know, they moved up to get him. They ruffled Aaron Rodgers' feathers to get him. He was that important to the organization. That said, he needs so much time on the field. But last year you had the benefit of a Jordan Love waiting in the wings with Aaron Rodgers under center. Now something happens to Jordan Love, you don't have that. You might say, well, our season's done. So it is a fine line. I don't think it's as easy to say, well, put him out there. Um, because the risk of injury is, is so great, but he definitely needs time on the practice field. So I think right now the Packers are, are trying to work through what they can live with and, and what he needs versus also trying to be cautious with him. Rookie quarterbacks, how do you feel about reps and how many they should get in preseason? Uh, I, I mean, ideally, you know – as as I think in a perfect world, because they're because as much as possible, but you know if you're bright, you know you take Bryce Young, yeah, the Panthers are going to start him in their next preseason in their preseason opener. You want him to get a couple series, you know, yep. but you also want to make sure that he's there for Week One as well. Like I think this is just about getting them some action and then getting them off the field safely. It is a difficult position for head coaches to be in. I don't, I don't um, envy them at all. Yeah, just uh, one injury away from everything mm-hmm. looking quite different yeah. always in that sport. Kimberly A. Martin. Thanks, Kimberly. Thank you. Coming up next here on ESPN2 and ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons here with you as well. Should Joe Burrow sit out regular season games if need be? We will get into that. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. couple weeks into training camp here and headed to actual preseason football. But let's talk about what questions are coming out of camp so far. Nuno? What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning, uh, Nuno. So on Friday on the NFL Network, Jamar Chase says that Joe Burrow should sit out regular season games until he's good to go as long as he's back by week five. And I'll start with you, Amber. Do you agree with this? Uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, but it's a little alarming that Jamar Chase has Joe Burrow sitting out until week five. Now, is he helping out his boy? Because there's also a contract negotiation here to be had? Or is there actual concern over that calf strain that Jamar Chase is revealing inadvertently that maybe it's a little bit more serious than any of us thought? Either way, Joe Burrow doesn't need to be there until he absolutely needs to be there, Ian. He is obviously that important of a player if you miss the first few weeks of the season, but then he comes back in Joe Burrow, full Joe Burrow form, and he's there for the remainder of the season. And also, of course, for an incredibly important postseason for the Cincinnati team, fine, I'll take a few-game hit or even a four- or five-game hit if I'm the Bengals. And real quick, Ian, so – and. I should have probably led with this. Week five, they played the Arizona Cardinals. You probably don't need them there, but but leading up to that, they <laughs> well, all... he's got to have a warm up game. <laughs> yeah, you start with two division games, well, right? Yeah, you know? you, well, you have the Browns, yep. the Ravens, the Rams, the Titans, and then the Cardinals. Look, I'm with Jamar Chase, but I don't know about week five. I mean, it's a uh, two things. One, we haven't heard what type of calf strain this is from a the team. There's three different levels, and since we haven't heard what, what, what level it is. That leads me to believe it's one of the worst, right? So when it comes to a franchise quarterback who's going to get paid, uh, he's not going anywhere. I'm not worried about the contract, Amber and Nuno. He's going to get one more dollar than Justin Herbert got, uh, a bare minimum. That's just the way this world works. And you have a franchise guy like Burrow, he's not going anywhere. But you take your time. Until he says he's 100% and you're going to have to corral him. He's going to be like a racehorse, right? Just pull him up, coming out of the gate. All of a sudden, something's wrong. You get off the horse, get him off the track, and get him right until he is 100%. But he's going to try and get out there sooner. But bottom line is, I don't care if you're rubbing goat's milk on it, if you're having a cup it, if you got to bring in a voodoo priestess to perform some kind of a ritual on that calf, you wait until he's 100%, and then you put him back out there. <laughs> all right, moving on. 
Sean Payton says that Russell Wilson will play in the preseason this year after not playing at all last year. Is this the right call? And Amber, I'll start with you. Let's ride. Yes, it's the right call because if you're the Broncos, you have to do everything differently than you did last season. (laughs) And I didn't have any problem with him not playing in the preseason last season. Russell Wilson understands what a disaster last season was. You're assimilating yourself to a new offense here under Sean Payton. You absolutely do play Russell Wilson in the preseason. I ain't saying that man's taking every snap. I'm not even saying that he's taking 90% of the snaps, right? But you got to have him out there at some point in the preseason just to set the tone that this is a new year, a new season, and we are doing things very differently than you saw from him before. Yeah, and you, you, the, the biggest part there is new system. So what better way to get acclimated to it than taking reps in it? Like He's not going to play a ton. But, yeah, you, you, I, without a doubt, I think Sean Payton, too, is wanting to get him acclimated to this. And there's no better way to get acclimated than game reps. But also, sending a message. He's one of the guys. After, after everything Even though he's got the parking year, spots. Yep, I mean, no more private office, no more, right, no more elite parking spot, no more personal coach allowed in the building. Everything is different. So it's Sean Payton sending a message. And also, yeah, new system. He needs the reps. Get after it. No I problem. That's so stupid. I mean, it was so like oh, Russell God. Wilson. The man's been in the league for a decade. He he is a future Hall of Famer, even if it's a disaster in Denver. He's won a Super Bowl. He's done the things in Seattle. If he gets a couple of parking spaces, like that's what we're blaming the disaster of last year on. The quarterback is not actually treated the same. He's not. The dude can have some parking spaces if he's done something in the league. Nevertheless, he needs to be out there and play some of the preseason. Listen, if we. If we all have to find, geez. all right, thanks, Bart. Uh, if we all have to find parking spots, so should Russell Wilson. Uh, Stephen A. Smith does not have to find parking spots around here. Hey, you know, that's the reality not- of the situation. Mike Greenberg does not have to find parking spots at ESPN. We ain't all treated the same. The power of the red cone, folks. When I was at WJOX in Birmingham, I had the same parking spot for a year and a half because I put a red cone out on the, on the best parking spot available, and nobody would park there for a year and a half. I got the same spot every single day. Little tip wow, for you. Diva. If you're having trouble parking, diva. break out the red cone. It has hey, immense power. You should be thrown in jail. So you just kept it in your trunk? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. You're a bad person. Yeah. What? Right. What? Genius. Let's move on to another quarterback. One of the smartest things I've ever done in my life. It's a huge violation. Yeah. It's Unacceptable. Yeah, I think that might be breaking ever. laws. Like, there's all sorts of stuff going what on there. What rule is that, dog? <laughs> oh, man. So, the Packers are still trying to figure out if Jordan Love will play in the preseason. So, I'll ask you this, Amber. Should he play? And do you need to see him play well in the preseason? So this is not a player assimilating to a new offense, right? This is a player that has been here in this system for years. I actually don't think that you play him a ton, but it is a quarterback that you're trying to set a tone for, obviously entering a new era, and he needs the reps, he needs the practice in a real more real game-like situation. I'm not going to call preseason a real game situation, but a, a more similar Live to reps. a real... Right, yeah. exactly. So I, I do think that you play him some. I think you're careful with him. The reality is he's been in this system, and I don't think it's quite the same situation as somebody who's now... like He ain't a rookie. You know, We have to keep that in mind with Jordan Love. Yeah, he's been in the building for a few years now, but I, look, I agree with you. 
He needs to go out there and get some live reps. He hasn't had a ton since he was at Utah State. He's played sparingly. So absolutely, you, you put him out there. Um, try and keep him out of harm's way as much as possible. Maybe you're running a vanilla offense. And I don't care if he throws three picks and a half. Um, I really don't. You want, him, you want him testing that now to see what he can do in the regular season compared to what he's trying to do in the preseason. You know, He may not know that I can't fit that ball into that tight window on this particular play, and he won't do it in the regular season. So to your point, he needs live reps. I would absolutely play him. Not a ton, but he's, you have to get him out there if you're green back. How do you throw a half a pick? What's that? Is that like, how do you throw a Because you said three, three picks and a half. You don't care if he throws three picks and a half. I'm wondering okay. how you, it's, like, it's like the DB catches it and then hands it to the receivers, and then it's only a half pick. Well, in, in a half of football, the first half oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's not in a half. Okay. Uh, I see not what not you're three doing and there. a half picks. Right, no, three, three picks in a half. Got All it. right, before the next question, Ian. Going wagering fo- there with the hook. Ian, follow-up. Uh, where did you get the cone? Did you steal the cone from somewhere? Or no, did you I bought it. Buy it. You actually went out I went and bought, bought it. it. Yes. Purchase a traffic cone. Right now, I have one out in front of my house right now because the people across the street tore their house down. So it's like the street of destruction. There's, there's nonstop trucks and cement trucks and whatever and workers constantly parking in front of my house. So what did I do? Went and bought a red cone. Nobody parks in front of my house right now. So my daughter can pull in when she comes home from school. All right. Speaking Power of, of the red cones. Speaking of QBs throwing picks, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown seven interceptions over back-to-back practices like last week. Josh McDaniel says he has no concerns. But Amber, if you were a Raiders fan, would you be concerned about this? Uh, they're going to be concerned about this. Should they be concerned about this? Let me ask you this: Is he healthy? Because if he's out there and he's actually healthy, no. Like, that should be the only concern right now with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to make mistakes. He's assimilating to a new offense, an entirely new team, and a new environment he's never played in before. You want him to work out the kinks now in training camp. I don't have a problem with the fact that it doesn't look flawless his first couple weeks out. This is the time for it not to look flawless. With Jimmy Garoppolo and the durability concerns, I'm more focused on whether he looks healthy or whether he doesn't. That could be a problem for the Las Vegas Raiders this season. But these picks in training camp? No, I'm not worried about it yet. I agree with 98% of what you said. The seven is a big number. So I was just talking about, right, if, you want to, if you're going to make mistakes, it's in training camp, it's in practice, it's in preseason games. Learn what you can and cannot do. If there are certain throws you can or cannot make, even though it looks open or you thought you could drill one in there and in, into a tight window. Seven is a big number, but I agree with you. If you're going to be testing things and, and, and learning and trying to see, right, can I make this throw? Can I not make this throw up a left boundary? This is the time to do it. But seven is a very big number. So the question is, should Raider fans be concerned? I'm with you. I'm more concerned about whether he can stay healthy than throwing the INTs in camp. But the fans, yeah, they're going to spontaneously combust when they see seven picks in a practice. Oh, yeah, they're going to care. I just don't think they really should care. But absolutely, they are going to care. Coming up next here on ESPN2 and ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons with you. Would realignment in the NFL actually make things more interesting? We're going to talk realignment, just not college football for a moment. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is ESPN Radio. So we were going to do NFL realignment. Realignment, you say? Well, yeah. Interestingly, Touchdown Wire USA Today had a little fun with the whole college football realignment and sort of imagined what would it look like if the NFL was realigned. And that's what we were going to do is try to have a little fun with that. But instead, we were getting into some bizarre conversation off air. And this is what happens when you work in this business because we get commercial breaks, Ian, right? And the commercial breaks every, you know, 10 to 15 minutes and you're sitting there and you're all shooting the shoot and very weird things come up in terms of personal subjects. And somehow we got on the subject of what happens in relationships these days amongst kids. And it has been determined that social media has ruined the expectations of women. By the way, not by me by the control room and others on this program that social media philosophy, by the way, well, it's not just, it's the Nuno philosophy. It's the Pacastello philosophy. Whoa, 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 relax. I had nothing to say during this conversation. It was Pat. (laughs) Nuno wants himself not off the the record and bam, he's out. I said, the whole point here is what they're doing in this conversation. And it's one I've heard before. And by the way, this extends guys far beyond just social media. Cause people have said this about rom-coms before and fairy tales. People say this about fairy tales before social media existed, where what it does is sort of give a false sense to girls when they're growing up of what a relationship should be like or what love should be like, where you're so in love with the idea then of being in love. And marriage doesn't always provide that, Ian. You and I are both married. We know. We know. It's not always the easiest thing in the world to live your entire existence with somebody else, right? It ain't all rainbows and butterflies. It's not not sunshine and daffodils all the time, but my my bride is the least romantic woman on the planet. I mean, just she is as laid back. Are are you romantic? I try to be at times. I mean, I got her a nice little gift, uh, you know, just out out of nowhere, but we don't plan like, there's no like surprise dinners and whatnot and I mean, it's just not happening. You're not TikToking. No, You're not putting stuff on Pinterest. Hell well, because that no. was the point. That was the point of the control room. Yeah, like so- what ends up happening in today's age, and like this happens with other things. It's not just relationships. This happens like weddings and you know first birthday parties. Where like, why are you really throwing the elaborate first birthday party? It's so you can post it on social, and it happens kind of with love as well, right? Where it's like now we're posting the date. On TikTok, and it's like some dude who's like no. on top of a mountain no. No. <laughs> with like no. flowers no. and candles. No. I'm out. Who hiked up there with 37 bushels of roses, and then all of a sudden women are watching this, like, oh, my boyfriend sucks because he doesn't do that. <laughs> Alan Yates, are you uh, you having some issues here? I just don't know what to believe anymore, dog. <laughs> I'm over this here. This is where it all started music. behind the scenes was with, with with my man. I call him Laugh Track. He has one of the best laughs on the planet. So. Go ahead, LT. What what are you dealing with right now? And I can't believe you're about I, to say this on national radio I don't and television. Know, man. But fire so, away. So Friday, you know, I was we get off of work. I hit Amber up on 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 uh what was it, on the gram right right because I'm in a, I'm in a crisis. I'm tasting music. I'm feeling I'm feeling the air differently. 
I don't know what's going on. My, in my first personal. advice to Alan was stop <laughs> listening to sad Drake songs. <laughs> he was like too late. Sad, sad thing was I was on some random. Cringing. I'm on some random road in Connecticut driving listening to music because I don't know what to do anymore. It's like, I, like. We go on multiple trips. Everything's good. Everything's happy. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, the sky's falling. I'm not happy at all. Bye. And now I'm like, all right, well, what trend on social media is influencing this? Because I need answers. Because it can't be Alan Yates. Oh, spoken like a I true would, man, would, by I, the way. I mean, yeah. Every man could do better in a relationship. <laughs> There's things that people need to grow about. But the thing is, social media has now gotten it to a point that you think that, oh, if things go bad, End it and start over somewhere else. The pool ain't that deep, man. Well, here's it's the not problem. a good pool. The problem is relationships. What it really matters is between the trips, because what I can tell you is you can have fun with anybody on trips, right? Like any, like I've never had a bad time on a trip with a boyfriend. I've, I mean, am I wrong there? Like it, it doesn't matter if you're on some spectacular trip. It's going to be great no matter who you're with. Frankly, You're living in, in a fairy tale of, world. I've had some nightmares some, on trips. I mean, I've really? had some abs. Oh man, Amber, Going let me back ask to you college, a question. I mean, second junior well, year. Oh, it was a bad one. That's true. Like on dates, I remember going on like one like fraternity outing once that wasn't so good. But like, I guess I, I what I'm thinking of is like dudes that I've been on real trips with. They've all been serious boyfriends, and so. I don't feel like it's that hard to have fun with a serious significant other if you're on trips or even like spectacular dates. Like that's that's like the the lowest bar. What is hard, Alan, is all those other days in between when yeah, you're not so like, on I the spectacular trips, when you're not on the dates. Like that's when that's when it that's real life. I have that's, a question for you. That's, so that's say, what most marriage is. So say like, you know, we're on a trip or whatever and you get a call. Oh, new job. All right, bet. We're going to celebrate this when we come back. Now, you already know that I got a hectic job. I got to get up early in the morning. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to celebrate you on a Friday. Thursday comes around. Now, mind you, I haven't spoken about it at all, but you know it's coming. Are you going to be upset with me for not waiting for for waiting until the end of the week to to start this surprise? I'm sorry, you celebrate her. Hypothetically speaking, you celebrate her. That must be nice. No, I'm not. I'm and maybe I'm I'm a bit like Ian's wife sounds here i'm not the most romantic woman on planet earth and frankly i don't expect much of that in terms of romanticism yeah, and my, my wife husband, hates pda and my husband ain't romantic whatsoever so i don't you know we i'm a good match for him in that regard because i don't have those expectations i would just be happy if you bought me a drink to celebrate i don't need you to plant like if i got a new job or you know like here when i got my own show on espn that was obviously a big moment for me and i think what did we do i think we like went out to dinner at some point and that was you know like like, you know go island hopping for example well you know that's a whole different that's that's what I did this weekend. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, we 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 Amber, saw. You're in a whole different just, category, right? Let's go back Florida to the working life, folk man. here. <laughs> Alan, what is the biggest issue? Number one, because look, going celebrating on a weekend, knowing you have to get up at like three a.m. Yes, you're spot on. And if she was upset by that, then uh, that's. Hey, could you remind it? Hey, tomorrow. Can't wait for tomorrow. Did you make that comment or no? Man, I'm writing. So we got a little whiteboard on our fridge, right? So every morning, because I get up early, 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 I write a little note on that joint, you know, leading up to the day. Oh, that's sweet. And I'm like, all right, well, Friday finna roll around. We about to have this whole thing. Nope. I'm leaving. I'll see you when I come back. I haven't seen her since. Because so she, she was upset that you didn't do it sooner. Upset I about a whole bunch of other stuff. So now I'm just like, you know what? It's going to be, who knows now? Man, you like, may need to call in a red guy in the punt team. 
I do think it, so. There's a couple adjustments happening. Like y'all, I mean, not to reveal too much about your personal life here, but like y'all just moved in together. Okay, that's what I was about to say. But there's sometimes there's growing pains, and then also, by the way, adjusting to somebody like truly living with somebody with this morning show schedule, it's a whole thing. I remember years ago when I switched the morning show on local in Miami, and I was living with my now husband at the time, but we were just boyfriend girlfriend at the time. Like we almost broke up straight up because that was really really hard to adjust to that life. Me getting up every day at 4 a.m. He wouldn't go to bed with me. He would get up so much later than me. He'd stay up so much later than me. It was like really draining in our relationship until we figured that out. So I was about to be Alcha, to be honest with you. I mean, there's been multiple times. Yeah, I almost called out today. I ain't even gonna lie. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wasn't, what, what but Magic Johnson say? Pains, I ain't Alan. Be there. It's growing pains. You got to be patient with these things. You got to you know allow these is? things to grow together. It's how my knees feel. <laughs> I'm moving into Alan. I'm praying house. for you, man. Hey, well, let Pat Costello move in the basement. He'll fix stuff for you. Yeah, like, I'll pay rent. Right. Yeah, you can sleep right next to me. We'll both be down there. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, if you that? do work out, if you work out with your lady, it won't be the last time that you're sleeping down in the basement. Like that's oh, also probably the reality of marriage. We all wish Alan Yates give me a the syrup. best. Coming up next, less love advice, more chaos in college sports. We'll take it back to sports. This is ESPN Radio. More next.